Hey, before we get started, I just wanted to remind everyone to, if you haven't already, fill out the end-of-season survey, which you can find in the description for this episode. Now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Alternate History Class. My name's Andrew and here we explore alternate history through the lens of a history class from another timeline. Last week, we looked at how Wilhelm II almost caused a great war. This week, we look at the build-up to the actual great war of this timeline. Today, we focus on the build-up to the Great War. We'll focus first on colonial affairs, uh, where tensions continued to rise. Uh, you, you can see that, for example, in Southeast Asia, Britain and France continued to expand in the region. Uh, and that led to small skirmishes uh, between forces, which were uh, denounced by both countries and uh, as the British Burma and French Indochina came against each other and could potentially have sparked a great war themselves, but they did not. Then there was the Moroccan crises. Now, Morocco had been put in the French sphere of influence. Uh, Now, the Germans, however, uh, wanted to curb French power, uh, as is often their state, especially in this time period. And with the backing... Excuse me, with the backing of the British, uh, they would force a conference uh, during from the fall of 1905 to 1906, uh, supporting Morocco, declining France's demands that would have essentially turned Morocco into little more than a French puppet. Now. This would this would uh, be viewed by France and arguably rightfully so as a uh, betrayal of the Berlin Conference uh, and would lead to them uh, five years later in 1911 attempting to intimidate the Moroccans into submitting to them. Almost uh, 
almost causing uh, a, a war to break out there, a great, a great war, another potential starting point. But it did not, as the French uh, would back down uh, as uh, they did not want at this time to start a war with the Germans and the British. Now, if we move back into Europe proper, uh, we have three main tension points. Uh, that being Italy, the South German Confederation, and the Balkans. Now, Italy, the primary tension was North Italy having a desire to unite all of Italy that had never truly died down in them. The, the two Sicilies had, uh, had long ago accepted they were not going to unify uh, unify Italy, and had just focused on developing their nation. Uh, now, North Italy's desires conflicted with those of their uh, fellow members of the Southern Entente, uh, as the French and Austrians wanted to keep the Pope and his papal states independent. This would lead uh, the North Italians to sign a secret pact uh, with the with the Triple Alliance that would lead to uh, their twist uh, in the Great War. It was a peace deal as they... The, the, the deal specifically saying that if France and Austria uh, went to war with the British and the Germans, that uh, the North Italians would not join their fellow Entente members. Uh, now, this would not be found out uh, by uh, Austria... I guess I should call them Austria-Hungary at this point, as we'll get to in a minute, and the and the French uh, until the war broke out. They learned they had to negotiate with what they thought was a solid ally uh, to to hopefully not betray them. Now, the South German Confederation, uh, we would see, would uh, have high tension due to the German desire to integrate Austria's uh, South German Confederation allies into the German Empire. Uh, now, Austria uh, had, uh, since the uh, Austro-Prussian War, gone through several uh, crises and around this time period had to give the Hungarians a greater authority and really uh, their own crown uh, as they had to uh, 
stop just being the Austrian Empire, but also having to be the Aust- but but now having to be the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Uh, now, what was commonly called, and still is sometimes nick- nicknamed today, the powder keg of Europe, the Balkans. These tensions were multifaceted, uh, as the Ottomans still had tensions uh, with their tributaries and their former former states, as their power had weakened, and uh, nations such as Bulgaria and Romania, formerly known as Wallachia, had broken away from Ottoman control. Uh, as well as well as places such as Serbia, uh, this led to great tension between them, which would eventually lead to war. When it came to what great power would have the most influence in the region, that came down to uh, the Austro-Hungarians, who uh, were geographically. Uh, within the Balkans, they viewed themselves as the natural hegemon of power within the Balkans. Um, and the Russians, who viewed themselves as the protector of the Slavs, Slavs being the ethnic group, the people group, uh, that makes, makes up the vast majority of the people in the Balkans. So they both had this uh, desire to have influence over the entire Balkan region, not wanting to give way to either uh, to, to to either of each other. The, you know, the other point of tension was between Serbia and Austria-Hungary. Now, Austria-Hungary viewed Serbia as uh, a puppet and controlled some Serbian lands. This obviously did not sit well with Serbia. Uh, and these two nations had great tension. Uh, they were often on the verge of war. They several times almost went to war during this time period. Um, and then there was... Um, what was known as the Prussian, Prussia, uh, of the Balkans uh, in Bulgaria. Uh, this title coming from their their military prowess uh, and their seeming unstoppable uh, ability and incalculable ability to fight above uh, to fight above their own strength. Uh, they had earned this in some part because of their their, their struggles against the Ottomans uh, and would later uh, fully realize uh, that in the upcoming Balkan Wars. Um, but they would uh, have kind of a tension with all of their neighbors as they had claims uh, or uh, rival claims on lands uh, in the region, uh, which would eventually 
lead to war. Um, and as, as we said earlier, the, the, the Balkans would be the spark for the Great War. Um, but we will get to the Great War next time. Uh, although we, we should touch on, on uh, the courting of America. Now, both sides, uh, both, both the Triple Alliance and the Southern Entente, knew that they, the, the war was inevitable. They both viewed it as inevitable, hence the military. They kept building up their militaries. Uh, but they also knew the potential of having a trading or military partner uh, in the United States. And both sides would offer rather generous concessions uh, to the young nation. Uh, for example, the Triple Alliance offered uh, America free reign of all French territory that remained in the, the all, all French territory in the Western Hemisphere. Um, while the Southern Entente uh, promised America all British territory uh, including uh, Canada, uh, as long as the U.S. allowed uh, Quebec uh, to be free. Uh, and despite all the offers that they got, um, and their ties really to both sides, as uh, they had obviously historical ties with the British being a former colony, and they had had a large German immigration but they also uh, had the historical alliance with the French, had worked together with the French several times. Um, but the U.S. public was strictly against getting involved in uh, what they viewed to be, if, if it broke out, a European war. So multiple U.S. administrations turned down offers to join both alliances. Uh, then that would lead to the United States' uh, position at the start of the Great War, where it would be neutral and uh, kind of play the, uh, the financer uh, uh, for, for both sides for uh, most of the duration of the war. Um, but this is where uh, we will leave off today. Uh, next time we will look at what caused the outbreak uh, of the Great War. As well as uh, what the nations uh, involved wanted out of the, uh, uh, of the war. Thank you for listening to the Alternate History Class Podcast. If 
you'd like to give any feedback you have, feel free to reach out via Twitter at AltHisClassPod or email the show at AltHisClass at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe or follow the show on your preferred podcasting platform so you don't miss an episode when it goes live. If you are able and want to help the show financially, you can support the show on Patreon. Just search for Alternate History Class or use the link in the description of this episode. If you can't support the show financially, that's fine. Feel free to share the show with someone you think will enjoy it. And finally, thank you for your most important contribution, your time. And I'll see you next time as we journey down the path not taken.